Office Invaders in the house here. Uh, I am your host, Jeremy Jackson. With me as always is my co-host, Sarah. Hello, Sarah. Hello. And the Grizzly Artist. Hello, Grizz. Hello. Hello, hello. Uh, we are back. Thank you guys so much. Uh, we seem to have a resurgence in uh, listens. We want to thank you guys very, very much. Uh, we also want to take some time out and say, hey, go check out all of our socials. Just type in Box Office Invaders Pod on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, we're more susceptible, susceptible to check it out on uh, Facebook and Instagram more than anything else. But yeah, just type that. We love your. We'd love to hear your feedback. We'd love to know what you think of the shows. Maybe what we could do a little bit better. Uh, whatever. Uh, we would just love to hear your feedback and uh, just see how you're how you're listening to the show and if you even enjoy it <laughs> so but thank you guys so much for being here this is box office invaders podcast and uh i'm excited to be back what's going on everybody what what uh what uh what's new with you all this week nada <laughs> it's been a pretty blase <laughs> week so far <laughs> riz uh, i know i know you were tired yesterday but uh yeah yesterday i was tired um but I, i'm doing better today it's raining now which is cool i guess but uh i've had an okay week i'm coming off of a like really busy weekend so i'm just kind of waiting for all the dust to finish settling so i could prepare for my next thing i got going on all the art yep yep uh i want you guys to check out uh miss kitty pie 314 on twitch that is her uh, that is her stream over there she has sarah what uh what do you do over there Oh, I, I thought my name was the Grizzly Artist, and I do artwork, <laughs> and I have a beard. <laughs> uh, no, I play, uh, I play classic video games. I play newer video games. Upside is I actually just applied for a beta testing of a series from one of my favorite video game developers of all time. So hopefully, fingers crossed, I get choose to do uh, some old beta testing for Ken and Roberta Williams from Sierra. Nice. Very cool. Very, yeah. very cool. Um, Grizz, you know, he's, he's a wonderful artist and where can people find you? Uh, I have a website everyone can check out. It is dougrizzlyartist.com. That is D-A, grizzly, like a grizzly bear, and then artist.com. Um, I try to keep that pretty relevant, has links to my socials and a schedule. So you guys can see where I am at next. There you go. You can find me at Back to Arcade Gaming on Twitch. I stream four or five, six days a week. So check it out over there. We're going to do this at the end of the podcast too, but I always like to say to, to, to bring this in the front. That way you get it on both ends, right? That sounds very, very uh, wrong. Kinky. For me to say that, but um, <laughs> yeah, it sounds very kinky. All right. With that, we're going to roll into our first stories of the week. Uh, we had some um, news pop up today. Uh, which was very, very cool. We're recording this on Wednesday, May the 18th. Uh, so this is for the, the news for uh, the week of the, what, 15th, 16th, something like that? Yes. Uh, okay, so 
I'm going to start off here and I'm going to start with this uh, article here. This is from Screen Rant. Bill Skarsgård is ripped for his next action movie role in New Image. And boy, is he really freaking ripped. This excites the, uh, I want to cuss, but this excites the crap out of me because this just shows me that uh, he's kind of, he prepared for this role, obviously. This movie is called Boy Kills World. But uh, he's also preparing for The Crow that starts filming next month. So he looks like he's in prime condition for the role. Uh, this gets me really, really excited. Of course, he, you know, Bill Skarsgård played Pennywise. Uh, but now he's, uh, this is his latest role called Boy Kills World. Um, and like I said, he's getting ready to start in The Crow. So I, I don't know much about this movie. This article doesn't talk about much of it. It says Boy Kills World is described as, as a dystopian fever dream action thriller. He plays a deaf mute character with vibrant imagination. Uh, it says that he went, underwent a two-month martial arts training regimen for the role, uh, saying that, uh, quote, this was an incredible journey into something completely new for me, end quote. Uh, a rep for Boy Kills World said, quote, you've never seen an actor move like this in a movie, uh, end quote. So, and then you got the image of him just jacked to the tits. And uh, wow, yeah, <laughs> I'm pretty excited. I mean, I, I, we'll see the trailer for this when it comes out. But um, Scarzart is also, I mean, he's a busy actor, but he's also, aside from The Crow, he's also going to appear in uh, John Wick Chapter 4 in a mysterious role, a.k.a. villain. <coughs> Excuse me. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited for this. Uh, I'm gonna I'm, let's start with Sarah. Sarah, what do you what did you think about this uh, this image and uh, what do you think about Bill Skarsgård here? Oh yeah, he definitely looks jacked. As soon as I saw it, though, it was just like, oh, Pennywise got buff, so he can actually get those kids this time. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it actually kind of reminds me of um, a movie that's not really well known um, called Iron and Silk. And it's a movie about, uh, I think it was an American. It was either an American or a Canadian who went to go study uh, martial arts in China. And uh, it's, it's from like the early 2000s, maybe the late 90s. But it actually has uh, Master Pan, who when I took martial arts, he was like the leader of uh, Artilan Baudau, uh Regiment. and. You just kind of watch this guy get like super bulked, but he like uh, kind of understands the way that the martial arts, because like if you ever seen Master Pan's hands in real life, Master Pan will walk up, go to a wall and punch a one inch steel plate every single day. His hands are like, <laughs> but eventually yeah. like uh, the North American was just like, oh, like why? why do you do this? And like, it's just more of like a training over mind over matter kind of thing. And as soon as I saw it, I'm like, man, this was, this would be like the a title version of this movie. But, uh, no, I'm excited if he's going to definitely get into the part and especially in the crow, that's awesome. If he's going to look Jack like that and kill John Wick's dog. Well then, uh, John Wick <laughs> better beware. Cause this guy could break his dog in 15 million bits. Might be a challenge, huh? <laughs> Get all the glue. Glue that dog back together. <laughs> Grizz, what is your thoughts on uh, Bill Skarsgård here in uh, Boy Kills World? I feel like this is what happens when Boy Meets World gets bullied. 
Uh, <laughs> it's a stupid he joke. <laughs> he learned some Jeet Kune Do. Uh, yeah. Oh, man. I had another one I was going to say, too. I was going to do Pennywise meets world. World <laughs> meet Pennywise. <laughs> anyway. Uh, <laughs> no, um, I mean, that's great. He he honestly looks like he uh, must have trained alongside his brother for the Northmen. Um, yeah, yeah. These two, this, this family of actors, they're chameleons. You could put them in any role. And you probably won't recognize them right off the bat. Uh, their dad, um, Skarsgård Sr., for lack of better terms. I can't remember his first name. Papa Skarsgård. Uh, Papa Skarsgård. He, <laughs> um, he plays this, like, really powerful person in the Dune movie. And you almost don't recognize him right off the bat. He's, like, uh, this big, just... <laughs> um, Jabba the Hutt type character that I can't really oh, move around. <laughs> Anybody who's seen Dune and is uh, listening to me explain that right now is like probably mad because there's a name for him, but it's fine. Yeah. Um, yeah, this, this looks, this seems cool. Um, I would, I, I can't wait to see a trailer. should be interesting. Um, I, I love like horror creepy things and the way that you described it earlier or the article did seems like it could have like a horror thriller type of vibe to it, you know, being a, um, like a deaf mute character. It's going to be interesting to see how they do some of the sound design in the movie. Um, if like we are experiencing things from his point of view, will things be completely silent or muffed or something? So that should be really cool. I'm assuming that he's going to be completely silent because he's deaf and mute. So mm-hmm. I mean, I don't think he'll, he's just going to, this will be all he, all he's doing is showing you his actions and hopefully with his, you know, his face too, but Bill Skarsgård's such a great actor, dude. Such a great yeah. actor. The uh, Papa Skarsgård is Stellan Skarsgård. There you go. Stellan Skarsgård. Yeah. He's a father of eight kids. Holy wow. Moses. Hey, Papa Stellan. Yeah. Papa getting it. Uh, okay. Uh, anything else you guys want to add here? Uh, I'm good. Okay, let's uh let's move on here. Grizz, we'll start with you, buddy. Okay. Um so my first article up here is uh about Pirates of the Caribbean 6 and how um it could possibly have Margot Robbie, it could possibly not have Margot Robbie. Um <laughs> and there is a chance that Johnny Depp could return. Uh so the producer Jerry Bruckheimer has revealed that he's working on, there's two scripts being worked on one that includes uh, Margot and one that does not. Um, currently he's promoting the, you know, the new Top Gun movie. So he's not really focused on, you know, talking about pirates, but he was asked um, by the Sunday times about the film. And he said, yes, we're talking to Margot Robbie. We're developing two pirate scripts, one with her and one without. Um, the other question that was asked is, will Johnny Depp return? And um, at this time, he has answered no. And I believe um, during one of the testimonies that Johnny Depp gave, because of the court case that's going on right now, and I'm sure everyone knows about, um, he had mentioned or declared rather that he will never return to the Pirates of the Caribbean series. So uh, in the famous words of Justin Bieber, never say never. 
Sir Depp, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> um, it should be interesting. Uh, a lot of fans obviously adore Captain Jack Sparrow, so they're gonna fight for him to, at the very least, have some sort of cameo. Um, we don't know. Uh, the article goes on and says, unfortunately, there are no plans for Depp to star. Uh, like I said, and um, when asked, the veteran producer said, not at this point. Uh, the future is not yet decided. So, like I said, it's likely not going to happen, but the the fans are going to want it, obviously. Um, I, I'll i be honest with you, too. I like the earlier Pirates movies. I think Captain Jack Sparrow is a like really awesome character. But as the movies have gone on, like I could give two craps about a sixth movie. Like yeah. I really don't care. I just thought the article was interesting because Johnny Depp is relevant right now. Well, you know, it's funny. Uh, Sarah and I were talking about this uh, pre pre the show here, and um, you know, Johnny Depp. This is his baby. Like he he you know he co writes some of the scripts. He he produces the films. Um, he's really, this is one of his favorite characters he's ever done. And this is part of the reason why he's doing what he's doing to Amber Heard, trying to sue her because, um, Disney has pretty much said, um, no, we're not, we will not have him in another pirates movie. Um, which is really sad. And like you said, I, I don't personally, I'm not a fan of the pirates movies. I think they're okay. Like the first couple were really good. I like the adventure I'd actually like to sit down and kind of rewatch some of them because I honestly forget <laughs> a lot of it because it's been so long. But um, yeah, I feel kind of bad for Johnny Depp because that's I think this is one of his more standout characters that he's ever done. Um, and we'll see what happens. I, I just how what are they going to do? I mean, I don't know. You can't you can't exactly recast him. So I mean, unless unless they unless Margot Robbie is like a new center point uh, and, you know, Jack Sparrow has said his goodbyes, so to speak. It's Joanne Depp. Margot Robbie is Joanne Depp. Joanne Depp. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we'll see what happens, I guess. I mean, it's balls in Disney's court for sure. But uh, Sarah, what are your thoughts on that? Uh, obviously, with the whole Johnny Depp thing, I think it's super depressing but um the first couple of pirates was great pirates three i was starting to lose touch a little bit but the jack sparrow character still did it for me uh the only thing is i just really couldn't care for kira knightley at that point in time she was just really starting to rub my rhubarb the wrong way um but uh because it just kind of made him feel like they were trying to make elizabeth swan more of a character that didn't really need to be there um aside from that for margot robbie i'm kind of for it uh she is fantastic uh her portrayal of harley quinn is all right um it's definitely not the best iteration of harley quinn but that's because I'm biased to Batman, the animated series. Um, but the upside about Margot Robbie is she is a fun actress all around, like Wolf of Wall Street. Uh, she was in uh, the. Um, oh, I can't think of her name right now. Uh, 
Tanya Harding. She was uh, she was in that oh, yeah, movie yeah, yeah. and stuff like that. So I feel like because this is a movie based on a ride at the Disney parks initially, I feel like there is potential for them to go back to that aspect, especially after Disney had recently, like a couple of years ago, changed the uh, one character in the ride. She's known as Red. And originally she was a prostitute that was being auctioned off. Uh, and a couple other ladies were being auctioned off as well. So in the PC movement Disney went with, uh, they decided to remove the prostitute aspect of the uh, ride. And they converted the scarlet red lady who was supposed to be like the high, highest paid like prostitute that they were auctioning off. They turned her into a pirate. And uh, she's supposed to be like, uh, I don't know if she's a captain. Or is she just like a member of the crew, but she's supposed to be part of a ship called the Wicked Wench. And uh, they they gave her lines and stuff like that. She, the, the character itself kind of looks a little not as polished and pretty, but she has a really pretty dress for a pirate. Uh, they they kind of gave her some smart aleck kind of really forced rum lines, but... I feel like if they were going to do that, they could totally go with a different ship, different crew, different story altogether, and like actually pick the character who is actually in the ride, Red. And I think Margot Robbie could definitely be a, you know, smart aleck uh, female pirate. As I said, not 100% sure if she's a captain. I don't think she is, but for all I know, she could be. No, that would be exciting, right. actually. And and that's that's a good out for them, really, if they wanted to move on past the Jack Sparrow, which if they want to keep this franchise going, you're going to eventually have to do something else. Um, <clears throat> Star Wars, <clears throat> excuse me. <laughs> um, but uh, which we will talk about that. There's some news that came out about that today. Uh, we'll talk about that here in a little bit. But uh, yeah, I, I'm 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 for it as long as they do it correctly. But I just feel bad for Johnny Depp because that's, you know, Jack Sparrow is his that I, I firmly believe that's his favorite character that he's ever done. Uh, he's put more work with that character than any other character he's ever he's ever played. So justice for Johnny. There, there, I know justice for John. I know. Thank you, Amber Heard, for ruining that. You piece of crap. Uh, all right. We're going to go on to Sarah now. Sarah, what you got? Uh, I am ridiculously excited. I didn't think this movie would ever get a sequel, especially considering how old this movie actually is. Um, I'm a huge fan of Spinal Tap. How about you? Yes. So Spinal <laughs> Tap. go to eleven. Yes, Spinal Tap is one of the greatest band mockumentaries of all time. That actually <laughs> turned into a traveling band. Uh, the movie is definitely a little bit to get used to at first because it seems like it takes itself a little too seriously but if you listen to like between the lines it is ridiculously funny like the mine goes to 11 iconic then there's like when he died he died in a bizarre gardening accident <laughs> it's just like some of like the very odd nuances that like if you're not paying attention you're just like you miss out on like some of the most obscure 
<laughs> quotes. And it's just like, I think one of the other ones, my favorite one was, I do not for one think that the problem was that the the band was down. And I think the problem might have been there was a Stonehenge monument on the stage that was in danger of being crushed by a dwarf. Like, it's just words like that. If you are not listening, you're not laughing. And like the whole movie is just freaking hilarious. But it is it is very dry British humor. But the movie oh, for sure. is so freaking good. Uh, so uh, <laughs> Spinal Tap's biggest hit sex farm (laughs) (laughs) they are english the loudest band and uh so rob reiner's sequel to the original uh is currently underway uh so for those who don't know spinal tap is a 80s hair band um that classic leopard print trying to upstage everything very kiss uh kind of like stage presence, White Snake, you name it, Motley Crue, the whole gist. It's taking all of those and just making fun of that era of music. Uh, it even has its own like Yoko in a moment in the original one where uh, David, who uh, Saint Hubbing, who is the lead singer played by Michael McKean, uh, kind of has like this... Uh, yoko ono-esque relationship with his girlfriend so his girlfriend's like always coming around and like changing the image of the band and stuff like that and uh it's 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 vastly amusing especially because like you just like look at like the other characters and one of the biggest jokes that are in there is like every single drummer they get spontaneously combust (laughs) (laughs) for no reason but it seems to be like the curse of the band uh then they have uh the character nigel tufnell who is played by chris gast who's guitarist derek small played by harry shearer who's the bass player ian uh played by the late tony hendra was the manager so uh mckinnon and shearer actually did create the band spinal tap and actually did go on tours they did Mm -hmm. play actively uh so all all the hit songs from the movie and then they wrote a couple extra on top of that so they're saying that the movie is going to pick up after ian who actually did pass away in real life the manager passes away and the manager's uh widow is uh holding the rights to the band's final show and it's an obligated final show uh so the band has essentially moved on at this point not all the band members are actually still actively playing music they've got other careers family life so on and so forth but to avoid any legalities they gotta crank the amps to 11 one last time (laughs) and do a final show uh rob reiner said that he and everybody else who is involved, so McKinnon, Shearer, everything, they wanted to actually wait for the right story before they decided to write a, another Spinal Tap movie. And the interesting thing is here is they still have a lot of room to still do anything because they are slating the movie to be released in on March 18th, 2024. Oh, wow. Yeah, so they, they definitely got some space. They got some over him. As far as we know, uh, everybody is signed on board, even if it's like a little spot here and there. We could definitely have some like 
guest performers thing. I think it'd be pretty cool, unfortunately, with the whole passing of Tyler, but I think it'd be awesome if Dave Grohl was in it. Like, just get some of, like, today's more formidable rockers. Like, just even do a cameo kind of thing. So, I'm ridiculously excited. It definitely makes me want to rewatch Spinal Tap. Uh, it's, It's so funny. For those who have never seen it, if you can get past dry humor, anything that's said in that movie will make you stop, rewind, re-listen to. And the music is absolutely obscene, <laughs> but it is fantastic if you like rock. Yes. Oh, it's awesome. Yeah. I, uh, I first, when I heard about this, I was like, man, why? Why, why do we need a Spinal Tap? You know, what was it? When did this movie come out? It came out in the 90s, right? No, it came uh, out the- no 84, man. 84, geez, oh, Pete. Yeah, I was way off. Why do we need a, a, a Spinal Tap sequel? But, you know, sitting here talking about it, they, they could do so many things with this. And Spinal Tap was originally like a lot of the stories that happened in the movie actually is based off real events uh, from the band Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and some of their tours they did in the 70s. So a lot of it's... <laughs> you know they definitely humored it up a little bit but they got a lot from the band yes but uh you know uh i can't wait to hear big bottom again i've been dying to hear that song (laughs) talk about mud flaps my girl's got them well so what Uh, so what's wrong with being sexy it's sexist (laughs) (laughs) i don't i don't know what happened to our drummer they just combust i don't i don't know (laughs) it's so fun um this movie is like you said is very it's very british humor but i love it i have not seen it in a long time i i now want to rewatch it so good <laughs> um but yeah I, we my friends and i we used to watch this on repeat for a while and we would do just like you said we would maybe like what did he say and rewind it and play it again and uh it's just such a great movie so and I, it, it, i'm glad to hear that rob reiner is returning and the whole the whole you know cast minus the the guy that played the manager but um i'm excited for it I, I, and they're taking their time with it that's a good thing too you, i mean you don't want to rush into something that's a cult classic like that and screw it up uh looking at you anchorman too um that so was never a classic no well anchorman was a classic <laughs> anchorman 2 is not um or you know whatever but anyways uh i'm I'm excited for it uh grizz your thoughts uh i don't have a dog in this fight (laughs) i i have not seen spinal tap um youngin you're youngin i know i know um i i'll say this i would like to do a movie night where we watch the first one yeah the second one comes out it's so good. We've, we've got two years. I mean, <laughs> we have two years for Jar and I to pack a bag and cross the Canadian border. Yeah. <laughs> All the Canadian snack foods. That would be fun if we, d- I, I know it's like forever away, but if we did do that right before, like the weekend it's supposed to come out. And so we watched the first one. And then we all three watched the second one. Like that would be pretty freaking that would be cool. Epic. That would be great. Yeah. I would highly suggest watching it, uh, you know, relatively soon. Just, just, just to know what we're talking about. For the it's laws. so good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm writing it's it so down good. on my list of things we need to watch. Yeah, <laughs> the, yeah. Deal. It's mile long, like mine. It is. Yeah, <laughs> it's fun. It's a fun place to be. 
Yeah. So, yeah, definitely see that. It's, it's, it's really good. I was uh, blown away the first time I seen it. Uh, it's really, really funny, but, um, all right, we're going to move on to, um, my top, my second topic. Is this my second topic? Yeah. My second topic. Yes. Um, league of extraordinary gentlemen, uh, movie reboot in development. Uh, so 20th century studios is set to revive the league of extraordinary gentlemen, Brand new with a new uh, film from uh, Red Sparrow screenwriter Justin Haith. Um, so this movie was made into a film in 2003. Uh, was uh, Blade director Stephen Norrington, and uh, he directed it, and uh, it also starred Sean Connery. Um, it actually wasn't a bad movie. It gets a it gets a bad rap. But it really wasn't that bad a movie. Uh, I actually rather enjoyed it. I know, Sarah, you said you did too. Love it. Um, so, but they're saying that this one will be closer to the comic books, uh, which, if you're not familiar with that, it was created uh, by famed comic book writer Alan Moore with art by Kevin O'Neill. Uh, the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen was a comic series that united various characters from classic literature on a super team in the late 19th century in a shared universe. The team has consisted of classic characters like Alan Quartermain from King Solomon's Mine, um, uh, Mina Harker from Dracula, The Invisible Man, Captain Nemo from 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea, and Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, to name a few. Um, so I am pretty pumped about this. This is a cool concept. I always like when Alan Moore's, first of all, he's a genius writer. That guy's got so many great stories up in his noggin and this was one of them like to combine all these characters from different lores you know what i mean and make them into this super team that just kicks ass that's awesome to me i love it uh i can also see this being like an animated series type thing uh where it's it's i think it'd be easier to really adapt from the comics more so more than a movie would but um yeah we'll see what happens uh, I'm, I'm excited sarah what are your thoughts here? I love, 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 love League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. And I also love the individual books that most of these characters are based on. And the movie was great. I I was so happy with the casting. I know Sean Connery hated playing Quarterman. Um, but he was he was he, he was everything that Alan was supposed to be. And of course, uh, we had uh, Huck from Huck Finn and stuff like that. And of course, you like learn all these things. But the one thing that always like Dorian Gray was so well written. Uh, also, Professor Moriarty, like you have all these literary greats in one. And this live action movie that was in 2003, I actually have every single pin uh, <laughs> from Every single character of that movie, I still have it from when I worked at the movie theater. And um, it was it was great fun. Uh, of course, Captain Nemo's submarine was like ridiculous in the film. It, it was one of those fun family movies that everybody could jump on board. Yeah, it came around around the same time as the I think it was the third mummy film and stuff like that. No, I think it was Scorpion King. So, like, all these movies were kind of relatively the same. Vet Helsing was out at the same time. So I think that's why it kind of fell through the crack. 
effects because everything was relatively the same like what we have now but that's just a fad that ends up happening on a constant basis um i feel like this is definitely the time to bring it to like especially since we have uh all these superhero groups we have the avengers we have the justice league we have uh umbrella academy like we have all these things that this is a time to bring these literary characters to light and it, it might even inspire somebody to read the original works for these characters i think the, the one who would be mostly known in this day and age out of the cast is definitely uh, mina harker because dracula gets reiterated so many times uh i feel like it should not be a animated i feel it should be live action uh but i would definitely i would say yeah if it's going to be closer to the comic the comic does also have a bit of a quick dark humor and if they completely and utterly harness that maybe even get like somebody from like six feet under to help write scripts i'd be down for that yeah no i you know what's funny you said connery hated this film so much the production was such a nightmare that it convinced Connery to retire from acting and it was his last live action film. Oh yeah. <laughs> Sean Connery so, like, put it after that, yeah. Yeah, he did. Um Yeah, the thing that the, the thing that I don't like about this is that 20th Century Studios, Fox or well 20th Century Studios is a uh it's a Walt Disney property um so it's just another thing walt disney owns and it uh at the end of this article here it says that uh, it seems likely should it happen it will be released on hulu so that means no theater uh release for this film which is a that's a big bummer and you know i that's that's part of the reason why i i said just just animate it i you know i'd rather see an animated movie of it than see it go to hulu and nobody watch it <laughs> you know what i mean but um chris your thoughts um i was looking something up real quick uh who originally did the comic book alan moore and kevin o'neill do you know who published it um uh, i want to say that's what i was looking up i think it was oh, okay if i remember it might have been dark horse um that's yeah it's i'd say dark horse or image i'm gonna look that up real quick because i just had a thought with it being done by disney um because like no nobody wants them to do i mean they i will say they did do uh they've done a couple dark things pretty well but how long are they willing to keep that up <laughs> um and that's like where my brain always goes it says dc comics oh, okay dc oh. um yeah which is interesting that dc sold i'm assuming sold the movie rights to sure did uh fox who is now owned by disney. ironically <laughs> uh yeah right ironically owned by disney when uh wb probably i i you know i don't trust wb i'll trust anybody like <laughs> Nope. Because, because like the Warner Brothers, if they had this, yeah, it'd be really dark, but it could also be really crappy too. So. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, I do think that if they're gonna do a whole new adaptation, now's the time to strike while superheroes are hot. Um, there's a bunch of stuff. I mean, shoot, this this year alone, we're due for what five or six superhero films. Um, 
Maybe we've, more. I don't know. Just off the top already, of my head. We've already had Marvel. how many? Yeah. We've had Morbius, <laughs> Spider-Man, Batman, D Strange is out, Thor is coming soon, Aquaman and Flash. And that's just like off the top of my head. So yeah, now's the time to strike if you're gonna do a superhero film. I know that this isn't quite that, but it's close enough. Um <clears throat> you definitely wanna strike while the iron is hot. Uh I don't have a great memory of watching this movie uh considering i would have been in my early teens like 2003 i would have been 13 so watching this i i've seen it but i just don't remember it very well um at all (laughs) and when you guys were talking about it uh yesterday during our meeting i initially thought of watchmen um watchmen was a good film yeah watchmen was great but that's what i thought you guys were talking about until you started naming like characters or like, like oh. actors and i was like oh that person wasn't in watchmen no <laughs> so no comedian um, this time no but yeah uh this should be cool i i like things that are different um when it comes to especially when it comes to like comic book stuff these days it's so easy to jump on board with uh like what what is relevant or what is hot or what is current but like lately i've been enjoying reading more independent stuff so not that this is completely independent, but this feels independent compared to like the mainstream Marvel DC kind of thing. So, yeah, um, Th- that's what Alan Moore was going for when he wrote this story, you know, because he's like he's like how we are now. He or how, what you're saying, he he likes the more independent stuff. That's why a lot of his stories, he didn't write a lot of mainstream. Mm-hmm. He, he did. He did some stuff for Batman and stuff like that. But um, and if I'm not mistaken, he did Watchmen. Did he write Watchmen? I think he did. I think he. Yeah. I think he had a hand in it. Um, yeah. But, but like I'm the one sure. thing is like Alan Moore picked from like Jules Verne, Bram Stoker, H. G. Wells. Like these are genius authors, yeah. and he brought these characters to a different medium. Yep, he did, and it it, yeah. it made it cool. I mean, it's really yeah. cool, and that's that's what I love about this team is they're they're it's so different, and these people these characters are from uh, they're from every spectrum you can think of you know um so it's it's i i'm excited for it and i still one of the best uh coolest scenes in this the original film here was the jack the uh dr jekyll and mr hyde scenes i love those scenes oh, those are great they were so great i, I always felt so bad <laughs> when whenever like he was like fighting with himself especially on like nemo's ship i was just like oh i would hug you if i could <laughs> i feel <laughs> i feel horrible but it, it it was just it was so well done. Yeah, it really was. It was. Uh, okay, so let's see. We started with Grizz last time. Sarah, go ahead. You're up. Uh, so uh, this was a last kind of change because this was kind of announced today. It, it probably won't make a lot of people happy. I am kind of like giddy with like all the, the all the wrong reasons. Uh, so in the mid 2000s, there is a director called Eva Bull, and he was very controversial, uh, especially along the lines of he would get grants to make movies in under Germans, uh, like, um, film board. And they had an agreement that if you didn't make as, as much back as what you borrowed, you keep stuff. So he would make really cheap, bad movies and just kind of like 
pocket the rest because they would never go anywhere. And he's made such wonderful films as the uh, Perfect Dark movies. Like he did some of his own stuff first, but after that, oh no, he started with House of the Dead. He started with all these video game movies and made them absolute garbage. And uh, so he had House of the Dead, Alone in the Dark, Blood Rain. Blood Rain was not one of my favorite ones. I do own it. I do like it. Uh, but Blood Rain 2 and Blood Rain 3 were so much better uh, than the, he also did a movie based on the controversial game Postal, which is actually by far his best movie. Um, he did another Alone in the Dark 2. He did Far Cry, uh, Rampage. So he's done all these like really bad iterations of movies. And I just happen to be a really huge uh, fan of really bad films. Um, oh, I think he also did. Uh, uh, why can't I think of it? It, it was a. Um, a role playing game. Uh, he made a movie based on that. And like you'd get like some relatively bigger names in these movies uh meatloaf was even in one of them meatloaf was in blood rain one and uh he 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 would just definitely like ruin these movies and just kind of like make bank so he became very direct like controversial and he quit uh Dolph Lundgren was also in uh, name of the king uh so that was his uh really odd casting michael madsen was in some of his movies like he would just make the most crappiest movies that i personally enjoy and uh he has decided to come back and i am ridiculously excited because i'm very interested i do love the uh movie untouchables and he's making a movie based on the character elliot ness uh that was originally played by kevin costner and doing a uh, aspect of Elliot's life, getting close to that like uh, movie, The Untouchables, so, like kind of like what happened before, what kind of happened afterward, kind of thing. I'm actually quite excited because Yuva uh, Bull usually writes his screenplays and directs and produces. Like he does, he does everything. The only downside is like he. He got a lot of bad reviews, but that, let's be honest, it's it's for a reason. I think they're funny, but most people don't. Um, so for him to come back is kind of like a bittersweet moment for me. Uh, I know my best friend absolutely hates him. <laughs> and so I know when he finds out, he's I'm probably going to get like this huge long rant about it. But I... I want to see. I like Untouchables. I like Evable. It's a bad combination, but I'm here for it. Okay. Uh, I don't know anything about this guy. <laughs> uh, so I'm completely in the dark on this. Um, you know what? I'm a sucker for some for some really terrible movies as well. They're so bad they're good type deal. And uh, Michael Madsen, Michael Madsen <laughs> has been he's been in some god awful movies for sure. So that's not surprising to hear. Uh, Dolph Lundgren as well. He's also been in some really, really stinker movies. But uh, hey, you know what? Teach their own. And Sarah, I, I'm, I'm with you there. A lot, of these, <laughs> a lot of these crap movies sometimes are so bad, they're good. Uh, Grizz, do you have any thoughts on, uh, on this director here? 
I, I have no idea who this director is, but I, uh, like both of you, am a sucker for a train wreck. So whether it's a good train wreck or a bad train wreck, uh, I like to expose myself to new things. Not to I, be confused with exposing myself to new things. He just likes, he just likes <laughs> exposing maybe, maybe himself. Maybe a little bit both. Uh, I remember uh, the RPG was Dungeon Siege. They made a movie on Dungeon oh, Siege. nice. So, okay. And then that's why In the Name of the King continues on. So, yeah, all the bad movies, and it's, it's nice. going to be interesting. Yeah, it should be cool. <laughs> okay, well, um, if nobody else has anything on that, we're going to move on to our third stories here. Uh, and mine is we 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 talked about this just a, just a little bit. We previewed it, but uh, this is uh, this just came out today. Uh, Kathleen Kennedy said it is vital for Lucasfilm to move away from the Skywalker saga. They will stop recasting legacy characters. So she was quoted as uh, saying that um, she was recently on the set of the uh, fifth Indiana Jones film. And as they were making it, she was seeing Harrison Ford as Indiana Jones, who's like 90 at this point. Jesus. But anyways, uh, she said, I can tell you there wasn't a day I wasn't on set where I was like, yes, this is Indiana Jones. So this kind of got things in motion here for Lucasfilm. Uh, and they discussed it. And of course, we know the Obi-Wan series is coming out very soon, but that looks like that's going to be it for the Skywalker saga. The uh, well has run dry. Uh, but she says that uh, uh, just staying within the construct of Georgia's storytelling to keep chipping away at that, I think would be wrong, she explained. It's our job to step away uh, now, but still have a connection to the mythology that George created. That won't stop. But we are moving on from the Skywalker saga. That's what's taking a lot of time, discussion, and thought right now. So um, I will say that... This should have been done before the sequel trilogy. I mean, I liked I liked bits and pieces of the sequel trilogy. I did not love it as a whole. I think they really bumbled that, uh, especially the last film, uh, The Rise of Skywalker. They could have done so much more than what they did, and to me, they bumbled it. They, you know, Grizz and I sometimes when we're we'll chat on the phone and we'll literally just go over like. This is what they should have done here. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> we're, we're, we're our own producers and writers here. And um, it just didn't make sense to me what they did. Uh, I thought it was a waste uh, of, I thought it was a waste of films, to be honest with you. I was really, I walked out of the theater after seeing Rise of Skywalker and just said, I, I just, I was so disappointed. Um, but, uh, you know, they're starting to, realize that the well has been run dry and we know that um they brought uh well they <clears throat> they didn't recast uh mark hamill as luke skywalker they kind of brought him in and kind of like redone his face for some things and made him look younger for the mandalorian and uh boba fett um and uh that was really cool there's only so much of that you can do and there's only so much of it. I, I've been so like frustrated for the last several years on why they keep going to the Skywalker saga. Like you've already told the story. It's done. Why are we still like, why are we jumping in between movies to tell stories? that doesn't really even matter. And you're trying to make, how do you make sense of that? Like you can't really, you can't develop the character any further because it's already been developed. Like 
I don't know. It, it, it's just a cluster to me. So I'm very, very happy that this is happening. And uh, we'll see where they go. I hope they go Old Republic. And because I want to see, I want to see the Jedi and Sith at their full freaking strength. You know what I mean? I want to, I want to go back to the days of Darth Bane. Give me, give me all that goodness. Give me all that, uh, all that Sithy goodness. Uh, we'll go with uh, Grizz this time. What are your thoughts on uh, Lucasfilm stepping away from the Skywalker saga? Well, uh, if it means that we're gonna get better movies, then I'm here for it. <laughs> um, like you mentioned a minute ago, like they seem to have wasted some really good opportunities to have like some really cool storytelling. Um, and uh, honestly, like some things have to end, like in order for new growth, you have to let things die. I'm not saying like, I know it sounds dramatic, <laughs> but you have to, you know, kind of like, do a spring cleaning, if you will, if you want to like bring in something, you know, new for your next stage or the next chapter. So like, let this chapter close and let's, you know, start a new chapter. Uh, Disney has seemed to have done a good job of proving that they uh, are willing to take care of some of these uh, storylines. Like the Mandalorian is one of my favorites. Um, The book of Boba Fett, truthfully just feel like Mandalorian season 2.5 uh, <laughs> that's just my opinion but um, what else have they done recently that I really liked that was Star Wars related Rogue that's One was great I love yeah, Rogue One I say Rogue One um, is close Solo was pretty good Solo I like was, Solo yeah I didn't hate it I know a lot of fan base wasn't excited with like recasting a character that exists even though like you have to because you know they're trying to tell a younger story of on solo um yeah i don't know i i sure it's cool that like lucas films has their hand in things but like i don't know he never wanted to really make a tr- uh, a series to begin with so <laughs> yeah like, just let him go you know he i i, I don't remember where i heard it but i i, I do remember you know, he didn't believe that the first movie was going to be as successful as it was, you know, um, which is mind blowing to me because it just seems like looking back, it's like, how did you not think that that was going to be awesome? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know. Um, I guess to sum up my thoughts is, uh, yeah, let it, let it, let it ride, you know, let, let the old times ride and the new times come. Let's yeah, go. Exactly. Sarah, what are your thoughts? well i like the idea that they're finally breaking away from this because we can only tell the exact same story lineage line for so long and it was only supposed to be nine movies anyway so i'm i'm fine with that moving on i'm gonna fight everyone on solo i didn't care for it no that's that's totally fine (laughs) It, 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 it was hit or miss it was it didn't feel like a Star Wars film. Rogue One felt like a Star Wars film. It did. Solo That's just true. Solo f- kind of just felt like, hey, you like Guardians of the Galaxy? <laughs> you know Han Solo's a badass. He's kind of like Star-Lord. Let's make a movie like that. And yeah. uh, the, and it just kind of went <laughs> <laughs> like I did, I did not care for that uh whatsoever. Like the casting wasn't bad. It's just 
the movie wasn't good. Um, but definitely, like, we can, the, let alone the fandom of Star Wars is so vast. The novelization of Star Wars is so vast that we could literally pick any character and go with it. Doesn't have to be any character you recognize. That's one of the reasons why the Mandalorian is fantastic. He's not like a streamlined character. Granted, we did get Boba Fett eventually. And we had like the odd nod to standard characters. And of course, spoiler alert, <laughs> Mandalorian, if you haven't watched it, like Luke Skywalker like shows up and stuff like that. So it's just like you can have your little nods to the original saga. But it, it's definitely time to snap the umbilical cord and just start like adventuring into the world of Star Wars. And that is like such a strong, strong fandom that pretty much anything you do, especially if you pull out like some character out of like one novelization and like the people that are so obsessed, they will lose their ever loving mind. You'd be like, oh my god, I can't believe you didn't, like, like nobody knows about this character. Ah. So, right. the potential is there. Yeah, I'd almost like to see him maybe even make new characters. You know what I mean? Maybe just create a whole new plethora, a whole new universe that none of us know about. Um, <laughs> so, I, I posted a thing on Facebook about this, and I basically just said what I told you guys. Like, I said, can we please explore some Old Republic back to the time when the Sith and Jedi were the strongest? And one person wrote, he was responded and said, uh, uh, this is explicit, so I apologize. We fucked up the Skywalker saga storyline so badly, we can't go back to that era. <laughs> That's a quote from Kathleen Kennedy. No, it's not, but uh, <laughs> that so funny. It's like, uh, you done messed up, A.A. Ron. <laughs> but uh, I thought that was really funny. But um and this person also says something interesting too. They said, he says, um, Kathleen went nuts thinking she's a creator. She's not. She's a business person. Leave creating to those who understand Star Wars. She's lucky she still has a job. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I don't disagree with that. To be to be genuinely, she I thought I'm, I'm I thought for sure they would have got rid of her by now, but she is now realizing after three what three or four films that you know listen i i am this is i'm going to let the creators do because they're seeing the success of mandalorian you know mandalorian is a great story to me the mandalorian is star wars you know what i mean boba fett it's a great they're good stories they're star wars stories so she's starting to realize like hey i don't need to have the creative juices flowing you know i, I don't need to i don't need to stick my you know, two cents in there. There's no reason for that. Let, let these guys that know what they're talking about, that know what they, the, you know, the, the start, the middle and the end where they want to go with the story. She, they, you know, she, too many times, it seems like she stepped in and tried to, was just constantly changing things on the sequel trilogy. And it was terrible. They had no vision. There was no vision. Zero. Uh, can you guys tell I'm passionate about Star Wars? Okay. What? Uh, <laughs> Just take a moment to thank our Lord and Savior John Favreau for <laughs> creating a universe of Star Wars that is worth following into the depth. Yeah, uh, John and uh, Dave. Dave. Uh, oh my gosh, what is his last name? Dave. Um, 
Oh, Filoni. Dave Filoni. Dave the Brave. Dave Filoni. <laughs> yep. Uh, they, John and Dave single-handedly, I think, have risen Star Wars from the depths uh, that they were very much in after The Rise of Skywalker came out. So I'm excited. Like Yoda with an X-Wing. That's right, baby. That's right. <laughs> I'm excited. We'll see where it goes. And uh, all right, I'm off my Star Wars soapbox, and we're on to the next topic. Uh, who would you start? This is Sarah. It's Chris. What you got? No, no, it's Chris. Chris, what you got? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, my second topic is Christian Bale's Thor, Love and Thunder villain, is said to be, in quotes, the stuff of nightmares. Wow. Brilliant quote. Um, now, this article, <laughs> it uh, talks about something that we haven't even seen yet, which I find is very interesting. And uh, I'm actually not mad at it. Um, I, I kind of don't want to know what Christian Bale's character looks like. Uh, I honestly probably won't watch another trailer. The teaser was good enough for me. Um, I don't want anything to get spoiled. Sometimes Marvel has a way of spoiling the movie without me even seeing it. Not even Marvel, just like trailers in general. Um, especially the closer you get to launch. So, uh, this article talks about, um, in the first teaser trailer um which we got a few weeks back they show little little glimpses of russell crowe as zeus and natalie portman as the mighty thor and we see chris helmsworth return as thor and the guardians are in there and blah 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 um, but we still don't see christian bale and um there's some industry insiders who were able to comment on the um i guess they saw some footage of Bale's outfit and in quotes, they say a thing right out of nightmares. Um, end quote. And uh, they go on to say that he's not heavily made up in prosthetics. He's just Christian Bale in a flowing toga like garment. Um, John Kappa says cam Pia. Sorry. John, John camp. Yeah. John Campia. Yeah. Yeah. I butchered that. It's cool. Um, <laughs> and then he, 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 there's a quote here from him that says, uh, we have footage of Gore that we are not sharing because people, uh, not sharing with people. Sorry. Uh, because I got in trouble before <laughs> for doing that. Um, when you guys see Christian Bale as Gore, Oh my God. We saw uh, what we saw was straight up freaky. It's a thing out of nightmares. Gore is straight up of uh is straight out of nightmare sorry I, I butchered his quote cool i'm awesome um i i i picked this article because i like how vague it is but it's just like kind of goofy too they're just like they're like fanboying over this outfit but he's supposedly just like wearing a toga <laughs> it's just like kind of i don't know it's conflicting in what it's saying it's like he's so scary in a toga. <laughs> so, I don't know. I'm excited for this movie. And that's the big reason why I picked this article. Cause this movie's right around the corner and your boy can't wait. I'm gonna pass the floor back to you, Jer. Uh, yeah. Well, I am a big fan of John Campia, by the way, that's how I knew. And I trust, I trust his opinion. And if he says it's good, I know it's going to be good. Uh, so, and plus, Christian Bale is such a method actor. I mean, the dude withered away to nothing for the machinist. 
uh, and then beefed right back up to be Batman, like, and and did a stellar job as Batman. So, uh, I I firmly believe that he's he he's going to be a great villain as Gore here, and I think I'm excited. I'm just excited for this movie too. I'm with you on that, Grizz. I'm excited for this movie. I'm excited to see because this the comic book character looks really freaking cool. Yeah. So. I don't think they're going to make it as stuff of nightmares as as is portrayed because this is going to be a Marvel movie after all. It's not Doctor Strange. So I don't think it's going to be horror-esque, but they may make him, you know, you know, kind of maybe difficult to look at, but we're not, let's face it, it's not going to be the nun or anything like that. So, uh, <laughs> but bring it on. I'm excited for it. I can't wait for it. Um, I was excited when Christian Bale got cast and I'm just as excited now and hearing all this stuff, you know, gets me even more in the feels. So Sarah, what you got? Girl, it just sounds like Voldemort getting drunk on a Saturday night and just putting on a freaking toga. That's all I can picture in my head. (laughs) It's just like the description is just kind of like he's not heavily in makeup or prosthetics. I'm like, okay, well, let's look at Voldemort. That was all CG. So yeah. and just yeah. just just put him in a, a beige toga, and <clears throat> just uh, throw him into an animal house and call it a night. Toga, um, toga. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it'll be. I could just picture him saying, uh, um, "What do we have here? Is this Thor, the boy who died?" <laughs> and just like, just like yeah, just kind of like the, the, like the scene from the Goblet of Fire. He's like, "I can touch you," and then just like awkwardly like, just poke Thor in the head with like a long finger. Like, yeah, so uh, somebody needs to like uh, deep cut this shit. Um, I think it'd be hilarious. Yeah. Uh, but uh, uh, we already know how I feel about like consistent Marvel movies that don't allow us to breathe. Because it's like projectile vomit and it's everywhere. And whether yeah. it's for good or whether it's for bad, it's just like, I can't get excited. I just, I just can't. It's just like, oh, I tripped over another Marvel. I should have stopped <laughs> leaving them on the ground. But oh, look, the ground is littered with nothing but. Just tripped over a Winter Soldier. I just tripped over Ant Man. Like, you know, it's just, it's, it's getting to be too much that it's, becoming extremely underwhelming for me yeah no i i sarah i hear you i sit here and say that i'm excited but i i have a love-hate relationship with marvel just because i'm so sick of marvel like it's just everything right now but then you see the trailer for this you're like oh i want to see that right (laughs) you know it's like you you get really like uh overwhelmed by it and then you're like Oh, a piece of candy. <laughs> Ooh, piece of candy. That's a pretty color. I like yeah, it. Yeah. We're like we're like golden retrievers, you know. We're just like, ah, I'm done chasing this ball. Oh my god, there's a new ball. Yes. Uh, <laughs> just like, yeah, from from up. Yeah. Squirrel. Yeah. Right. I could just picture like Minnie Mouse in the background, like, um, uh, Kevin dear, you dropped another Marvel on the floor. <laughs> I know that now there's 40 of them. Um uh, but but yeah, I mean, it's, I'm a sucker for it. Not, and plus, like, I've been really kind of interested in the Thor comic books, uh, especially um, this latest run, Donnie Yen's re- run. 
Are you Don, reading Donny that? Cates. Yeah, Donny Cates' run of Thor. Yeah, so freaking uh, good. What is it? Banner of War? Yeah, I'm yeah. reading that too. It's so good. It's so, so good. So that also has me jacked for it too. So I, I'm I'm on, I'm like right in the middle, man. I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm kind of anti-Marvel, but also Marvel. <laughs> it's like, I'm, I'm a gray Marvel right now. How about that? Gray Marvel-like. <laughs> I think with the movies, like I'm all here, I'm I'm here 100 for the movies because they spread them out enough that I can like take a breather, enjoy it. We can talk about it on the podcast, and then the next one comes. But like then they start sprinkling in all these TV shows like Moon Knight, and, God, which so I haven't much. seen yet. I haven't seen yet. I'm not saying it's not good or you shouldn't watch it. All I'm saying is Spider Man came out, and then we got this TV show Moon Knight, and then there's Doctor Strange. Or maybe I'm getting the order wrong, but you know what I mean? Like, it just, I feel like I don't have enough, you know, space to catch my breath before the next thing is there to punch me in the gut again. And I don't know. I feel like Rocky going up against uh, <laughs> um, uh, Draco. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Drag- just getting Drago. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Drago. I'm just getting beat down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You got your eye cut. Yeah. Yeah. But, but see, like phase one, two, and three of marvel they spaced the films out like it was like every other year or there was like maybe one or two a year we didn't have all these shows that's what gets me like i'm i'm we're going to talk about uh another marvel uh show coming on disney plus you know i've seen most of moon Knight. i still have to watch the last two episodes but it's so hard to keep up and and if you go into another marvel uh, uh entity like you'll you're supposed to know all the like you're supposed to follow everything that came before it, and it's just so hard to keep up. Uh, I I feel like eventually they're just gonna they're gonna fall on their face a little bit. It, eventually it's gonna fail. Eventually something's going to just shut them down, and I'll be I'll be here waving by. <laughs> uh, all right, uh, Sarah, let's go on with your article. Uh, your last article of the day. Oh, we're going with three. Sure, why not? Uh, so, uh, the other one I was going to do, uh, just a little bit of an update on a couple of articles that I've read, uh, uh, that I talked about in the, uh, past is, uh, Rob Zombie's Monsters adaptation, taking a classic TV show and, uh, bringing it to, and this is the debate, is it coming to theater? Is it getting purchased by Netflix? Or is it going to Peacock, a.k.a. NBC? Um, they are still actively still shooting it, but the rumors have been floating around as to what's going to end up happening with it. Uh, no real release date is speculated at the moment. Obviously, a lot of people would like to see it released around Halloween, but that would be definitely a huge time crunch so i'm gonna probably say no and i don't think they're gonna wait till like uh further on but so far like the cast is uh pretty stellar we've got jeff dana phillips his wife sherry moon zombie obviously uh, the one i talked about earlier cassandra patterson elvira mistress of the dark uh daniel roebuck george garcia richard Bragg, Catherine shell sylvester mccoy uh, now, the one thing that's really cool is uh, Pat Priest, uh, she was originally in the show as Marilyn, uh, and there's talk that she is possibly coming 
back as a far older and like so when I heard about that as a far older Marilyn I'm thinking because obviously if you've never seen the monsters it's exactly as it sounds the family consists of uh classic uh, literary slash movie monsters so you have Herman Monster, which is uh, Frankenstein. You have Lily Monster, who is a witch. She kind of looks a little bit more vampire-ish. But then, of course, like there's Grandpa Monster, who is a vampire. Eddie, who is a werewolf. And Marilyn was uh, your every girl next door, plain Jane kind of character. The anti-Wednesday Adams, essentially. Uh, Dee Wallace is also in it. And there is talks. Uh, with uh, Butch Patrick, who played Eddie Munster, who would probably be coming back as a, um, uh, hopefully as Eddie, <laughs> if not like just a uh, cameo. But he, Butch has already said that the movie's going to have an epic runtime. So that definitely has been leading to a lot of uh, speculation that Butch has a little bit more to do with the film. Uh, than what we've been told so far. Rob Zombie has definitely been uh, picture vlogging the whole setup the whole time. We've already seen what the house looks like. We've already seen uh, what Jeff, Sherry, and Daniel look like in makeup. There was a picture of Cassandra in uh, her makeup as Barbara. So it's looking pretty cool. And as uh, we said in the earlier podcast, that this is going to be more family friendly than everything else Rob Zombie has ever done. <laughs> so I feel like if Netflix does take it, uh, I think there might be a little bit more reach because everybody has Netflix. If it gets a theatrical release, I don't know how well it's actually going to do. Uh, and with NBC, that just kind of like obliterates a lot of their audience because a lot of people are not Americans. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no excitement. Well, I think we're seeing a lot of pictures from the set because uh, Rob Zombie wants to make sure that this that, that you know, this is uh, going to perform a lot better than his last few movies. And he wants to tell everybody, hey, listen, um, about those last movies, they were they were kind of all me and my fantasies and um obviously not yours so i, I apologize <laughs> uh, so, well the monsters he's he's a huge he's a huge fan, fan of the monster so yeah. like the monsters is if he does something wrong i know he's gonna get like very angry at himself oh uh, for sure and you know they gave him a lot of freedom on this unlike what he you know with halloween he wanted to do something a little different and they said no follow the script and that's uh Anyway, we're not we're jumping off the rails there, but um, <laughs> I'm excited for this. and I'm excited for Rob because I think, uh, like you said, he's he's a huge fan of this show, um, the series. And I think he's really doing his best to honor the original series and bring it into a new era and uh, make it his own without it being with it being family friendly, of course, because the monsters were not. You know, it was a it was a family friendly show. So um, kudos to to him for sticking with that and not trying to zombify it, if you will. But uh, yeah, I'm excited for this. I think this is going to be a good I think it's going to be a good movie. I hope it gets a theatrical release. I hope the trailers 
uh, are good when we when they do come out. Um, and I don't want to see it on Netflix. Netflix is they're having they're having some issues right now. Uh, they just got done laying off a bunch of people, um, which is not good. That just tells me that they are starting to lose a streaming war. Um, so I don't want it to go to Netflix. I would rather if it's going to go to a streaming service, I would rather it go to Peacock. Um, uh, and we'll see what happens. Although Firestarter just just uh, just went out there and bombed at the box office, so I don't know. It's 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 a crapshoot either way. But I I hope that it's a a, a successful film. Uh, what do you think, Chris? Yeah, um, this should be fun. Do you guys know if they're going to film it in black and white or is it going to come out in color? It's going to be color. I kind of. I kind of want to see it done in black and white. I think that'd be kind of cool. Um, I uh, maybe the rest of the world wouldn't give a crap about it, but I, being a person who appreciates classic things, um, that would be kind of cool to see it done in black and white. But um, this should be fun. Uh, I like that you said zombified. I put that. <laughs> I wrote that down just now. <laughs> um, it was a well placed pun. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, I haven't really seen anything he's done since the uh, movies that shall not be named. So <laughs> it's going to be interesting to watch uh, watch and see how he flexes his... Uh, he's directing it, right? He's yes. directing. Yeah, so see how he flexes his um, direction with this. Um, yeah, I want to watch it. I, I think that uh, if they do bring back... The guy who did Eddie, it would probably be best if he was like a cameo in some way. Um, just because yeah. he's probably getting up there in age. And, I was going to say, he's got to be in uh, his 60s or 70s at this point. But it would be oh, really geez, yeah. cool if it was like a like a goofy cameo of like whoever's going to play Eddie, like opens a door and then like the other guy is on the other side. Like it's like a weird mirror thing. And he's just like. <laughs> That was weird. It's like shuts the door. <laughs> like that'd be kind of cool. Yeah, that, that's you know, a just good under idea. the twilight zone. <laughs> right. Um, that would yeah. be really funny. Uh, no. Well, I, here, here's the thing. Um, I'm gonna flex my direction because I think that's ridiculous. Oh. <laughs> also, uh, if the black and white thing, I could totally see like a Wizard of Oz kind of effect for that. That would be fun. Ooh, Start off in cool. black and white. Maybe up till like the end of the credits, but like have like a good portion of the movie start first, then the credits, then it's color. Uh, the there is a movie that is one of my favorite movies of all time. I watch every Halloween and I'm going to the other end of the spectrum. I love the Adams Family. I'm a huge Adams Family person. There was a movie that they did in the 60s with the original cast. And because Wednesday and Pugsley were older. They actually did something with that at that point in time. Um, they had uh, Wednesday Senior and Pugsley Senior, and then Wednesday Junior and Pugsley Junior. So they had the original kid actors who are now all grown up, also acting alongside the new kid actors for strictly that movie there was no other series after that but they could totally do something similar it's like not unheard of it would be really funny if it was just like one of those like awkward moments 
And he's just like, well, that was screwed up. And then like, and he just like walks away or like just yells, mom, there's a stranger at the door. Yeah. Like, uh, I don't know because they haven't really shown anything pertaining to the kids. And I'm kind of like wondering if like it just got to the point where like, you know, grandpa being a vampire, Lily being half vampire. And then, of course, um, Oh, why can't I think of his name right now? Uh, Herman uh, being already technically dead, that they can't age, but the rest of them can. And I think that would be something to play from. That'd be fun. Yeah, right? that'd be cool. Yeah. So it's just like, yeah, we have, you know, uh, Pat and Butch coming back, Marilyn and Eddie, but they're severely older. But of course, the other three can't change because they are those kind of monsters you know so ideas thoughts excitement yeah i i one one last little thought here i really hope sharon moon zombie is decent in this i really do um i hate that he casts her in every single film that he does oh Sherry. she she is not a terrible actress but she's borderline <laughs> she's real close uh, I loved her in you know, House of a Thousand Corpses and The Devil's Rejects. I loved her in those because those roles are perfect for her. Um, I've hated her in everything else. Um, that's just my opinion. That's my two cents. And no offense to Sherry Moon Zombie, but uh, you're, we'll see. You're, you're a mediocre actor at best. Uh, <laughs> all right. That's, it. that's essentially, you, you just die. <laughs> you just die. You just die for me, dog, as Randy Jackson would say. Uh, we are going to move in. T- uh, we're going to go over the box office numbers for the week. Uh, if nobody has that pulled up, I have it. Oh, uh, I just closed it. Unfortunately. Yeah. I have it, but if you want to run down it, you can. Nope. Grizz, it's all you go ahead. All right. So we will start in with number one. You will be shocked to learn. Dr. Strange is number one for the second week in a row. Uh, raking in a giant 61 million. Bad Guys comes in number two with seven mil. Sonic the Hedgehog 2 comes in number three with uh, 4.6 million. Um, Firestarter debuted with 3.8 million, and um, not a lot of people were happy about that. I mean, three million is not a lot for an opening weekend, so it's kind of a bummer. Uh, I'm going to. Either watch this in theaters or wait till it comes out. I do want to see it. I liked the trailer. Uh, kind of a bummer that it didn't do as well as they hoped. Um, it's, it's not in theaters. It's a, it's only on Peacock. Is it really? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's to only- this, it says it's in 3,000 theaters. Okay, well, I'm wrong. It's on Peacock <laughs> also. <laughs> ah, interesting. Um, okay, so number five, we have everything, everywhere. All at once, which I haven't seen yet, and I really feel bad because I want to help boost these numbers. It brought in uh 3.3 million this last weekend. Um, dropping to number six was Fantastic Beast, um, the secrets of swapping Johnny Depp, and it brought in <laughs> two million five hundred and fifty-two thousand. I'm sorry, that was me. I should have said that. <laughs> um, number seven is the Northmen, which I was very excited to see and I haven't yet uh, probably going to say that two more times during this list. Uh, <laughs> um, it brought in 1.7 million this last weekend. 
The Lost City, uh, number eight, brought in $1.6 million. Number nine, and I believe this was its first weekend out, Family Camp, um, $1.3 million. I have no idea what this movie is. <laughs> Uh, and then I, this can't be tied for 10th, but it's, it's interesting. Cause like 10 and then below just all I have dashes, but in the 10th <laughs> slot is the unbearable weight of a massive talent bringing in $1,062,000. No, not um, Nickel Cage. Oh no. He's, he's clawing at the bottom of the list here, but I will say he's doing better than um, we don't movies. say that movie. Don't, yeah. oh, yeah, <laughs> oh, I said it. Uh, well, well. Uh, I, I, I will. I will say that uh, I feel like everybody really liked the trailer for the unbearable weight of massive talent, but then we're like, "Yeah, that'd be cool," and then forget completely about it. No, no, no. it was. Uh, oh man, that's gonna be cool when it comes out on Netflix. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Because it's only it brought in eighteen couch. million dollars total. Uh, uh, what surprises me is, oh God, I hate it. Uh, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness has uh, grossed in two weeks uh, domestically almost what the Batman has in eleven, which is disgusting to me. <laughs> um, but you know, I think that number will drop uh, because it's getting it's it's not really getting the best reviews. So I think that number will drop a little bit. Wait, Doctor um, Strange isn't getting the best reviews. It's oh. getting it's getting a lot of mixed reviews. Yeah, You're getting into who's watching here? it? <laughs> uh, everybody, everybody. Wow. Well, uh, those people they don't read comics, because, <laughs> and I I don't mean that in a like a, a bad way. It's just if you read if you read comics, this movie gave you exactly what you wanted. <laughs> yeah. So, aka, read comics. I and listen, I don't hate I. I I don't hate Marvel guys. I just just want them to take a break. Have uh, you seen this yet? I've not seen it. The only two oh, movies man. I've seen on this list are Lost City and Sonic Two. Fair enough. Uh, I, oh no, I've I've seen Fantastic Beasts as well. So oh, I, I still want to see The Northman. I still want to see um, Doctor Strange. Everywhere. Everything, everywhere, all at once. I want to see. I want to see The Unbearable Weight of Mass, Massive Talent. I want to. Same. I have, I have, yeah. I have a, I have, I could see three movies a week at my, at, at my local AMC and I just, I don't have the time. <laughs> I feel you, bro. I, I think I might try and see one of these movies this weekend. Um, I this weekend is my last busy weekend of the month of May. I've had literally something every week, every weekend this month. And uh, I, if I remember correctly, May is like a five weekend month. Or like a five week month. So um I actually have a free weekend next weekend. So I might try and knock some of these movies out. Just go to the movie theater all week. <laughs> there you go. Sarah, and may what? I, I was gonna say, may I say I am very proud for Uncharted to jump back up to eleven. God. Yeah, right. It will not that die. Was very, no. That was very, very interesting. Thirteen weeks. Thirteen yeah. weeks and it went down to sixteen and now it's jumped back up to eleven. So how? <laughs> Right when you right when you thought that they were gonna fly out of the airplane, they climb right back up to the top. They are just waiting for Jared to go see that movie so I we can talk about it. Right. <laughs> yeah, right? They're like, we will wait until you get here. Yeah, I will say, good on Sonic Two. That movie was freaking awesome. So good. Yeah. Good on Sonic Two. Good on everything, everywhere, on all at once. I really want to see that movie. I wish that movie Same. would do better. 
Um, the Northman, I really, I'm really excited to see that. So, and and you know what? Kudos to Lo- the Lost City. That's a great movie, man. It was so I fun. Really enjoyed myself with, with that movie, and uh, for it to you know domestically be doing 97 million dollars. Yeah, that's good. That's fantastic, and I guarantee you that will. They will be. I would not be surprised if we hear about a sequel. I would not uh, be surprised. I, th- I think what's also keeping it afloat is it's like the only rom com available at this point in time. Yeah. So, it's, and I hate to use this word because this is not what the Lost City is, but it's essentially the closest thing to a chick flick that we have out at this moment. This, that's exactly right. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's more, it's more, I, I would consider it more action adventure. Oh, su- super action adventure comedy. <laughs> It's a if you okay. I I compare this movie. It's similar vibes to me, like uh, *Romancing the Stone* from the from yes. back in the eighties. It's yes. very very similar to that. So if you like *Romancing the Stone*, you'll love this movie. <laughs> I mean, if you want a good chick flick, you just go watch *Morbius*. Thirty seconds to Tron. <laughs> Thirty seconds to Tron. Uh, all right. Well, thank you, uh, Grizz, for. Uh, reading us the numbers this week uh that is the box office numbers and uh we are going to move on now to our trailer section here and we've got three of them this week and uh sarah won't you uh kick it off for us so the first is the biggest the baddest and probably the most talked about because i'm tripping over marble once more time uh she hulk is getting the series which we were referring to earlier uh it definitely jumps in straight from where the comic book set up a lawyer who just goes about her day who just happens to have bruce banner as a family member and wants to see what happens if he uses the hulk gene on her and then she becomes the she hulk and she's not somebody who's very much uh I wouldn't say a socialite, but she she's kind of more of an introverted person. But now she's in the limelight because she can become the She-Hulk. Uh, the trailer was cute. Uh, I did not <laughs> think Mark Ruffalo looked like Mark Ruffalo. That was kind of interesting. Um, She-Hulk herself. I kind of wish she had her like original one piece bodysuit because I th- thought oh i saw it like she hulk has always been an icon i do like she hulk uh if you ever tell me to read a hulk comic i would definitely read she hulk just because i found it a lot more entertaining than the actual hulk himself because she's kind of more of this um confident woman who knows how to kick ass and in this one they kind of reel her back a little bit they do show her ripping up bruce's uh equipment but the thing is the way that they did the paint job on her i wasn't reading as much she hulk i was kind of reading more gamora because they kind of made her more of a darker muted green instead of like bringing her to a uh more vibrant green to have really nice dark green hair to contrast so when she kind of like walked it i'm like oh she, she kind of looks like gamora but without the red hair <laughs> um would i watch this eh, maybe i don't know what'd you guys think um i liked it i thought it was a, i thought it was a cool trailer i liked the scenes with mark ruffalo i thought he looked like mark ruffalo i didn't think I, I, like mark ruffalo. I yeah i've heard that and i was like no, i thought he they'd look like you know 
uh, in-game hawk that we got. So, yeah, did you watch in-game, Sarah? No. Sarah, we I lose said Sarah. No. Oh. I said no. <laughs> oh, oh, I, I didn't hear it come across. That's it, funny. It didn't pick um, it up. Yeah, if you if you haven't watched in-game, then that's probably why you felt that way because that was they used the same exact CGI. It was, yeah, it was the same thing. It looked I, like Chatham Tatum in green. That's that's what it looked like. To me. <laughs> see, see, to me, Gamora was more Wicked Witch of the West green. Like, um, the, the, yeah, like, I can see that this green. I I thought it suited her well, and then I liked the scene where she turns around and she almost looks like she's in um, she's in a really cool getup. It's like a it almost looks Avengers esque, like a, some of their it's, armor it's they use. Very basketball shorts. Yeah, 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 it was. Yeah. But I thought, I, you know what? I thought it was cool as hell. Um, I like the scene at the end where she's on like, she's trying to like find a date, and the guy's like talking to her, and she's like, "Oh yeah, you want to take this home to go?" And then she's carrying oh. him to the bedroom. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. This is the best date I've been on in years. Or yeah, whatever. yeah. And she's so. like, "Oh, really? Now?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I, I, I was, I thought this was charming, and um. Again, it's a it's a series on Disney Plus, which is going to make it extremely hard for me to watch. Um, so we'll see what happens. Uh, I'll, I'll I'll watch it uh, if I can. <laughs> but uh, Grizz, what what are your thoughts? Uh, my thoughts are: I'll treat it like I have all the TV shows. I'll watch it when I get the time. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I do. I do like the trailer. I thought it was really cool, um, but. I just don't have time to dedicate six to eight hours at a time. So I usually have to wait until I usually wait till all the episodes are out and then I'll just like pick a weekend that I'm not busy or a weekday that I'm not busy and like mow through a few episodes and chew it up that way. That's how I watched Boba Fett. I watched it in like, I think a week. it took me like a week to get through Boba Fett. I watched like one episode a night. Um, so yeah, that's probably what I'll do. Like I haven't watched Moon Knight yet. I need to do that. Oh, Maybe that I'll one I did want to watch. Yeah. Soon. It's good. It's really um, good. Yeah. And I like uh, Oscar Isaac. I think he's a really good actor. So he's, he's brilliant in this series. Brilliant. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that's it for She-Hawk. Uh, we'll see what happens with that. So we are going to move on to trailer number two. Grizz, we'll let you go ahead with trailer number two there. Uh, I'm going to pick Prey to talk about. Because it was shorter, and I remember it more. <laughs> um, we brought, I believe I brought up Prey a few episodes back when um, they were more or less just talking about the uh, working title. But uh, Prey is a uh, prequel of the Predators um, franchise, and it's going to be releasing on Hulu, I believe. Yep. And... Uh, this is a really quick like teaser, like short teaser trailer. And you see this uh, woman running through the woods. She looks like she could be indigenous or um, something like that. And uh, she gets to a field opening and she's running across this. Um, like it looks like a wheat, wheat field. And uh, this guy, like I'm assuming it's a guy, uh, grabs her arm and like pulls her down and then the camera flips and looks back into the woods and he kind of like raises up and he's holding his bow and arrow he's aiming it into the opening and she's like looking at him like who the hell is this guy and then you see the infamous three dots from the uh predator's little laser forearm thing or maybe it's on his head i can't remember 
but um, aiming at this guy's forehead. Uh, there's a couple other shots uh, where someone is running again, I think. Um, and then it caps off with the uh, predator, like, vocal thing that they do, uh, which is really creepy that I can't emulate right now because my, my vocal cords, I couldn't do it even if my vocal cords were okay. But I'm recovering from last weekend where I had to talk a lot and uh, I'm a little hoarse still. But um, I, I, I had like mixed feelings about this before we saw the teaser, like just talking about it before. I was like, ah, I like the Predator. I think it'd be cool. Uh, after seeing this teaser, though, like I really want to watch this. I think it's going to be cool. I am stoked. Uh, of course, you guys know that <clears throat> I love the Predator franchise in general. I even liked uh, Alien vs. Predator, <laughs> which I know Sarah is like, no. But um, <laughs> I really enjoyed, um, well, obviously the first Predator movie scared the crap out of me because I, I was a young kid when I saw that. Uh, Predator 2 was I thought was pretty good. And then Predators uh, I thought was a, actually a really good film too. Um, I love what they did with the lore of the of the predators. Matter of fact, I want to. I really want to go back and rewatch those. And this this has really got me excited to see as well, because we're going back. Looks like to the 18th century, um, where we're we're dealing with some uh, some Indians that have to take on uh, a predator, and um, it's not going to end well for them. I don't think. Um, this has got to be like a 90 minute movie, right? I, I would I would assume I would he's assume, gonna make quick work, right? Like, I would assume, yeah. Everybody's just gonna die. We have better technology. What if but, what if he like trips and kills himself and they're like, oh, we did it. I'm sitting Start here looking him with a stick. I'm sitting here. I, I watched this trailer and I was like, damn, this is gonna be good. Like it it just it captures the feeling uh that that I want. And I, I'm sitting here, I was reading this article about it just now and it supposedly it is out right now it's supposed to be released today what, what? so uh i'm sorry what yeah it says uh key release dates predator slash predator 5 slash prey release date may 18th 2022 no way that's crazy the article that i read a few weeks back when we were talking about this yeah most most definitely said no release date <laughs> yeah it de i definitely remember you saying that yeah yeah, That's I, crazy. I, this is this is according to Screen Rant. So uh, yeah, key release this dates: Prey release date May eighteenth, twenty twenty two. So I will check. Um, I will check because that would be today. I will check and see if it's on there after the uh, podcast. And if it is, uh, well, I might be up to about midnight or so. <laughs> yeah, man. Let's let's watch Predator Zero Dawn. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> Sarah, what are your thoughts on on uh, Prey? Uh, it was a very short teaser as a teaser trailer is, um, it's interesting. I feel like just let alone from the trailer itself that she ain't got no way in hell that she's surviving that. But then again, like also, uh, on top of that, like the predators are definitely more advanced than the rest of us and if you would have known like something's coming up very close and you can see obviously we can see this the camouflage but uh you see like the wheat parting that's for your cue to run yeah <laughs> like yeah. When, when when the wheat parteth you runneth <laughs> um, <laughs> uh i'm interested 
I mostly want to see how many skull counts we get. That's that's virtually what I'm looking for. All the trophies. I mean, I can't imagine it's it's, it's going to be massive because, you know, in the first Predator, you get guys with a lot, a lot of guns and that, muscles all and beefy. muscles. And, and they they were destroyed by one single Predator. So these people have no idea what they're in for. And they're I don't know. I don't think they're as prepared. So. Yeah, they, and they don't even have a guy that's gonna be back. Yeah, there's right? no Dutch. Where's Dutch? There's no Dutch. <laughs> I'll be back. Yeah. Uh, I was. I found an article by the Collider while you were speaking. It says the first. Uh, the first hunt officially begins August fifth, twenty twenty-two, um, streaming on Disney Plus, and like obviously they own Hulu, so I believe um, it'll be streaming. Hulu in some countries and Disney Plus in others. From so okay. probably be Disney Plus for me. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah, I think it's Hulu here in the states. Yeah, I'm not a hundred percent sure which one is getting which. Because like I said, the article says Disney, Disney Plus and Hulu. So whichever, it don't matter to me. I do vaguely remember now the one article when I was talking about this did mention like late summer 2022. Mm. Um. So me like I mean August fifth makes sense for late summer, but um, man, it would be awesome. I bet you it's out today somewhere. It's just we're getting Taiwan in August. <laughs> I mean I Taiwan, I'm, yes. I'm I'm still gonna look. I'm yeah. still gonna look, but yeah, it. I hope it's out today. But I, I'm excited for it. All right, uh, moving on to our last trailer uh, review of the day. Uh, this film. Uh, I'm excited for it's called Where the Crawdads Sing. It is based off a very popular novel by the same name. And uh, this was the second trailer for this film. Um, it looks really good. Uh, I like the murder mystery aspect of it. Uh, that always intrigues me. And then you got a little bit of romance involved. Um, and there's a lot of it looks like she gets accused for this murder that happens. And the town turns against her and everybody's against her thinking she did it. And we're led to believe that she's innocent. Um, and it, it's, it, it looks great. It looks kind of, it's kind of like a mixture of the notebook and meets uh, clue. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, it's very, um, it, it's, it's a different, it's a different uh, story and uh, the way it progresses, but uh, we've, it's all centered around this main girl here. I think her name is uh, Delilah. They call her uh, uh, Kyra or something like that. But um, I'm I'm looking forward to it. I think it's going to be a good movie. I think it's going to have. Um, I think it's going to flow well. Uh, we'll see how we'll see how it goes. I've never read the book, so hopefully I love the movie, and then I'll want to get engrossed in the book afterwards. So we shall see. Uh, Sarah, your thoughts on where the crawdads sing. When you say Clue, are you referring to the board game and not the comedy movie, right? No, no. Okay. I'm, re- <laughs> I'm, I'm like, I totally I'm reviewing, did not get that vibe. <laughs> I'm reviewing to Murder Mystery. Excuse yeah, me. Let, okay. let me let me rephrase this. It looks like the notebook meets Knives Out. How about that? Okay, there you go. Without the dark comedy. <laughs> Correct. Without the dark comedy. Um, I actually liked the other trailer better. This one kind of bored me mm. a little bit. Like the other one was just like a little heavy into like the murder mystery thing. This one kind of touched on it here and there, but it it was definitely focusing on the other aspects of the movie. Um, 
Will I still watch it? Yeah, I, I like murder mysteries. I'm I'm always here for that. I'm I'm obsessed with Agatha Christie and stuff like that. Uh, but yeah, this I don't know what it was just about this trailer. I don't know if it was just the way it was cut, but it it kind of gave it a different feel from the first one, and uh, I wasn't really down for it. Um, hmm. it I hate when I hate when trailers feel a little forced. And if they would have just like left the other one and then like maybe like touched on the first trailer's little like trailer cliffhangers and be like, oh, you get to see a little bit more of that. And it's just like, oh, I'd like to watch a little bit. But uh, based off this trailer alone, it was okay. Um, Not as good as the first one, but we'll probably go still see it. Yeah, yeah, that's fair enough. You know, I mean, I, I, I kind of agree with you. It wasn't as good as the first, but I thought it still... I thought it still set out to, you know, and, and accomplish what it wanted to. So that's good enough for me. Grizz, what do you think? Am I the only one thought this was like a horror film? <laughs> um, uh, yes. Yeah. So like I'm watching the trailer earlier and uh, she like lives in this marsh and, you know, um, she's kind of narrating, I think at one point and she's just talking about like, you know, everything that I need, the Marsh gives me and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, is this something like, is she a witch? Like, like she, the, did she actually kill this boy with like powers? Everything uh, the Marsh gives me, it gives me yeah. lives. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. You know, I'm just like, like you, you said, it. you know, it reminded you of um, like the murder mystery. And I'm like, no, nah, I feel like this is more like a, a murder, like a horror sci-fi. <laughs> like like she, She's like just a, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, like, like the girl is not the real character. That's just like who she lets us see. <laughs> you know? uh, yeah. she's, she's like Lady Voorhees. She's just going to yeah. like kick Lady, people into the marsh. Lady <laughs> Voorhees. <laughs> Lady Voorhees. <laughs> Kill her, mommy. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> this is probably mommy. a 13th recently. Like, yeah. I can do that. <laughs> uh, let's all go to Camp Crystal. Why not? Yeah, yeah let's do it. That's what this movie is. She's just on Camp Crystal Lake. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> this is uh, <laughs> this is uh, uh, Pamela Voorhees, the origin story. Yes, yes, this is this is that night that she was working. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just like it is a whodunit <laughs> that you just kind of see what she actually does later on in life. Right, yeah, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> where we started, where we're at. Yeah. yeah. Oh man. No, it looks good. Um, it definitely had like a kind of like an undertone creepy vibe to me when I was watching it. Um, mixed with your typical like, she's a woman, no one listens to her, so it's got to be her type uh, of yes, like character, tropes. like that, the the sheriff or whatever. I hate yeah. those. Yeah. Um, should be interesting. I'll watch it. Did they say no. if it was gonna be like one of those? goes to theaters or will it just be streaming i know sony's doing it right i think it's a theater release if it's sony yeah it's a theatrical release but you have to now go watch it in the mentality that you're going to watch a horror film oh yeah (laughs) i want to i want to rewatch it i want to rewatch it as the pamela Voorhees origin story right right i'm going to show up to this movie wearing a jason Voorhees mask you should (laughs) His name was Jason. <laughs> Go, Pamela. You got this, girl. Yeah. <laughs> See, they were making love instead of yeah. watching Jason. He can't swim. 
and he's gone. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so that's our trailers for the week here. So we just have one more little segment to go, and uh, I think Sarah's Sarah's got that fired up for us. <laughs> so I'm gonna I'm gonna offer up a one, a two, or a three. You guys pick a number, and I will take the other one, and then I will post it. Go ahead, Grizz. I will pick two. Okay. We will see and what we got here. Jer? No, you don't get to look ahead. You get to pick a number, either one or three. Oh, I I, I was also going to pick two, but now I'll pick one. <laughs> okay. So, uh, that means I get Mario, and one of y'all's is Daisy, and the other one is Luigi, because we're doing the Super Mario Brothers movie. Oh, no. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> so just give me a second here. I had to take uh, images of it because I got it from the script PDF itself. So. Uh, this segment here we're doing is called, if you're new here, it's called Off the Script. And what we do here is we just kind of have some fun. We uh, One of us posts a script here uh, and we will read it out loud to you in character. So, uh, or at least we'll give our, our damnedest about that. Okay, uh, so uh, we're starting after it says at the van Mario and Luigi. So uh, yeah, one is Luigi, so that means Grizz, you're Daisy, and I really hope you do your Marge Simpson voice because I think that'd be freaking hilarious. <laughs> I'm like giving my best shot. I have a, I have. A, it feels like gravel in my throat. So <laughs> yeah, we'll see what I got. This might actually work to my work benefit. <laughs> <laughs> all right are we ready so we're okay are we so. starting the, is it in order here are we going like uh so the is, first page you'll see where it says spike and iggy that's where we're starting afterwards so as mario i go you okay as she nods luigi make sure she's okay <laughs> mario nudges luigi and heads back to the van luigi is left standing there holding his wrench i am lost here hold on Oh, I meant. First page. says page, page two in the top right corner. Yes. She posted a oh, there it is. Okay, okay, okay. I, that's what I was asking. I was <laughs> Oh, okay. Okay. Uh... Luigi, make sure she's okay. Shaking of the fist. Okay. Um... Oh. You're... You okay? <laughs> yeah. Thanks. I, I think those creeps have been following me. Luigi looks at his shoes speechless. Daisy waits a beat. I'm Daisy. Daisy. Oh, that's a nice. I've never met a Daisy before. I've never seen the flowers. Lots of times. Not that I hang around in flower shops. Mario can hear all of it. Mario can hear all this and he rolls his eyes. <laughs> that's <is> terrible. <laughs> well, bye. We have a van. He gestures, look, a van. Daisy smiles. He's cute, but... Yes? Are you offering me a ride? Well, it's a broken. Um, unless you're downhill from here. Mario throws down his rag. Luigi is driving him nuts. It's fixed! Mario walks over and stands between them, facing Daisy. What my brother Luigi is trying to say is he doesn't know what to say because you got him all mixed up. Just standing near you makes him feel so full of emotion and he don't know where to start. So he's asking you if you'd like a ride because 
if you give him a few more moments back in your presence, I am paraphrasing, of course, but the point is, if you believe in love at first sight, get in the van, otherwise go away so we can get back to work. That last part, mine. He goes to pick up his tools and leaves Luigi and Daisy sailing at each other, flushed, excited, and embarrassed. Uh, and scene. That, that movie is terrible. <laughs> and that reading was terrible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the other one I was thinking about was when, like, Daisy introduces him to, like, the sludge, like, oh, stringy seaweed man. that her father is at the end of the movie. So I remember when this movie came out, I was so excited for it. Because I was like, yes, they're making a Mario movie. And it was it was the worst. I, even as a kid, I was like, this is not Mario. This is garbage. <laughs> like, I love that oh. movie. I love it so much. I am a huge John Leguizamo I am, fan. I am a I am huge not. Bob Hopkins fan. <laughs> it was just, it's so obscene. It's everything I love and hate at the same time. It, especially like, you can't help but laugh, but when they're like in the elevator... And they start swaying the Goombas and like they're all just kind of like standing there swaying after that. The and they were just so happy. Oh, <laughs> it's terrible. I love Bob and um, Who Framed Roger Rabbit. And that's pretty much it. Oh, yeah. Such a What? You didn't like him as Shmi and Hook? Well, yeah, 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 yeah. Let me rephrase that. Let me rephrase that. I did not like him in this movie. How about that? <laughs> I love this movie. It's, it's so awful, but it's so camp and it's so fun and it's so wrong. Yeah. It's so good. Just, just like, just like our reading. <laughs> Dennis of this Hopper, come on. Was so, so wrong. He was terrible. <laughs> so he was terrible. It was so funny. <laughs> it was so obscene. If you, especially when they get hit on by hookers. <laughs> <laughs> if you've never seen this movie, don't. Just don't see it. Please do. Please do. It is the worst movie so, on planet Earth. It, it is cinema cult classic. It is the Fester's Quest of movies. No, well, Fester's Quest is in a league of its own, and we're not going to talk about that one. But this movie is definitely better than Fester's Quest. <laughs> uh, well, guys, uh, that is the show for this week. And uh, look at there, we're under two hours. Uh, we did <laughs> last, week's, last week's show was a little <laughs> long in the tooth. Uh, I apologize for that, but not really, because we had a ball doing it. So if you didn't like it, too bad. It's our show. We'll do what we want, but we love you. Write us and fight us. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> write us and fight us. Oh, there's I love a new it. T-shirt idea. Yeah. <laughs> Writes that down. Uh, so let's uh, let's say adieu here, Sarah. Where can people find you? Uh, adieu here, Sarah, and you can find me on Twitch. I am on Facebook. I am on Instagram. I sometimes stream to Instagram because that was a thing we came up with. Uh, so uh, I go by Kitty Pie three one four three point one four, depending on the platform. If you get the joke, thank you for being a mathematician. If you didn't, learn some math. Uh, I play video games. I play classic video games. I play newer video games. I also sit on my Discord and play some video games with the lovely people of the world, especially some Tomb Raider. If you're into those things and more, definitely hit me up. I'm always down for chat, a lol, and uh, fight me. Let's go. <laughs> uh, Grizz, where can people find you? Um, I am in a galaxy far, far away <laughs> in a land unknown to humans. 
Um, the solo movie. <laughs> I I am in a little little corner of the internet. I like to call thegrizzlyartist.com. Uh, you can find me there. I try to keep a schedule up of things that I have going on in the next like, like monthly at a time. Uh, my next big event, uh, you can catch me in Huntington, West Virginia. I will be doing the Comic-Con out there. Um, that is coming up in June, I believe June 5th and 6th or 4th and 5th, uh, the first weekend of June. It's a Saturday, Sunday show. So if you want to come to the wonderful wild and wilderness of West Virginia or something, that's what their license plate says. Um, then come check it out. It should be cool. I'm going to be there. My friends are going to be there. We're going to be doing cool art. It's going to be great. Um, I sometimes Twitch on my stream and uh, draw while doing so. So if you want to check that out, I have a Twitch stream as well. It's the Grizzly <laughs> Artist. Um, I Twitch on I, my I stream. Twitch, I Twitch on my stream. Very good. I was just thinking the same thing. <laughs> So if you guys want to watch me get a little crazy, uh, head on over there. <laughs> uh, you can find me simply at Back to Arcade Gaming. I'm on Twitch as well. I don't Twitch on the stream. Yes, I do. I do. I Twitch on there too. Uh, also, um, I'm on Facebook as well, Back to Arcade Gaming. Just type it in there. You'll see all the stuff. We'd love to have you. Come on in and hang out with us. Uh, I also uh, recently directed uh, uh, Count Cocula, Dr. Cockenstein. All that porn. And uh, also um, just got done herding a bunch of goats. Uh, so if you need any goat, goat cheese, goat teas, uh, any of that, any of the goat things, uh, hit me up, okay? Uh, <laughs> that's our show for this week. Also, I want to uh, also want to say, check us out, Box Office Invaders Podcast. Uh, we are on uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, um, all the good things. Please check us out. We'd love to hear your feedback of the show. And um, plus, we would just like to hear from our audience. Um, so we encourage that as well. Thank you guys so much for being here. And uh, we'll catch you on the next episode. Peace, love, and harmony. See ya.